Welcome back to another episode of YouTube with the boys. Another singular boy podcast. I promise I'll try to get them on soon. Everything's just been really busy for everybody as uh, we're all getting back into school. But uh, let's get into it. Uh, I'm sorry if you can hear some rain in the background. It's raining right now. Uh, but uh, if you do hear it, maybe it'll just contribute to uh, the atmosphere. So we have a few things to talk about today. The first thing I want to talk about, let, here, let, let me give it a little bit of a preface first. I do not want to be a drama channel. My goal is not to, you know, try to make beef out of nowhere, try to push conflicts forward, try to progress them. That is not what I want to do. However, I do think reacting to news is kind of entertaining. So I'm going to try to take a uh, generally non-biased approach to some things, but probably biased approach to others uh, about uh, some certain YouTube big news and stuff like that. However, I won't be doing it on rumors. I'll be trying to do it on stuff that actually happened. So that's a preface to this. Now, recently, I think it was around August 21st, uh, Leafy got banned on YouTube. And uh, for those who don't know, uh, Leafy is a content creator on YouTube, or I guess it might be was, who um, he did a lot of commentary videos on different people. So that's kind of like a lot of those kind of commentary drama videos is you talk about another creator and maybe some of their uh, weak points and uh, some of their scandals. And... That's kind of what happens with commentary creators. Nothing that is against YouTube's guidelines. And uh, basically, he got banned for bullying and harassment. Now, a lot of these, uh, his videos recently had to do a lot with uh, Pokimane. Uh, Pokemon? I don't know. Apparently there's like a different way to pronounce it. But I'm just going to say Pokemon. Uh, who, you know, who's a very big Twitch streamer, big YouTuber. And I don't wa I didn't watch Leafy. And uh, I don't really watch Pokemon at all either. So I'm kind of sitting in the middle of here. And just more talking about it from someone looking from the outside. So, so here's what I'm thinking. Leafy made a lot of videos on Pokemon. And obviously, there is nothing wrong with making a commentary video that goes maybe after someone's content or maybe what someone did wrong, right? I, you can, you feel free for anybody to make videos and say, well, this is why they're a bad creator. You're allowed to say that. I think that's perfectly valid. Now, Leafy did make... A lot, a lot, a lot of videos on Pokemon to the point where a lot of his, like, recent videos, if you just scroll down, most of them either had Pokemon in the title or she was in the thumbnail. Now, technically, there is nothing wrong with that, I think. Technically, you can continue to make a lot of videos on a person, in my opinion. I don't think there is anything wrong with that. I think that it's probably a dick move to do that. 
I mean, obviously, it's not going to make a person feel good to constantly have uh, someone making videos about how bad they are and about, you know, scandals that happened years ago. But I think you're technically allowed to do that. You know, you're allowed to criticize people. And I don't think anything was wrong with that. After you get big enough, usually, and if you've made a few make, few mistakes in the past, in this world, no matter how much you apologize for it, you're, you're going to experience backlash. And it's never going to leave you. In the day and age of the internet, your mistakes, no matter how long ago they were, will never leave you. Even if you apologize for them, which I think she did recently. So I'll, I'll leave it at that. I think what I've seen from Leafy getting banned is that I tried to dig into it a little bit. I mean, I'm not like Slasher. I don't have a bunch of sources or anything. I'm just kind of going off what I see on Twitter, what I see people talking about and all of that. And uh, I've seen a few times that Leafy has made jokes, multiple jokes in recent times about, you know, threats and uh, pretty much threats. And uh, it looks like a few of them concern guns. Now, I don't think it is ever right for a joke to consider a threat to anybody's life. I don't think that is ever something that's funny. And I just, it is understandable why a company such as YouTube would see that, even if it's a small occurrence, and uh, take action. Now, what I have seen is uh, what happened with concerning Pokemon. Is uh, there was a tweet, the Leafy tweeted something, and then uh, someone responded with "Kill Pokemon." And then uh, Leafy responded, HDR with scope, I'm pretty sure. And uh, that's just not funny. No matter who it is, a threat to someone's life concerning a gun, especially living in America, is never funny. And that is wrong. And action should be taken. And yes... Concerning some people who are complaining and maybe taking Leafy's side, which I'm not really taking any side, except I do agree that that's wrong and threats should ever be a joke, there are some worse people on YouTube. There definitely are some people who make horrible jokes, are not great people, and probably should be banned. Now, I would think that Leafy was probably banned this early because YouTube wanted to make a statement, right? YouTube, uh, he was so big that sometimes, I mean, you couldn't let it slide, really. And they'd probably been watching him because, I mean, he's successful enough that they're probably making him money, but they're, I don't know, I wonder what it was, but there's most likely a line that he probably crossed that they didn't think it was Kayla. They're like, this is the last straw. 
strike three, you're out. And now, I heard this mentioned on the Offline TV podcast, because uh, it was interesting to get their uh, opinion on it, since they're friends with Pokimane. And they brought up the point that, like, a lot of people are complaining about free speech and all of that, and YouTube is a company. Like, they can ban you for whatever reason they want. They technically don't need to give you a reason you are releasing videos on their platform. They can just ban you. Now, should you get a reason? Yes. However, they don't need to let you have free speech. They can do whatever they want. And a threat, threatening someone, is uh, not allowed in free speech anyway. Just so you guys know. Uh, but, yeah, they're allowed to do that. Now, there is, like I said, other people they should ban, but he was big, and I think that with, there was harassment to it, and I think some of the threats and some of jokes like that probably crossed over the line. And uh, he was banned. And I, I think that's all I can really say without getting into an area that's not my expertise. But I do think that YouTube made a valid decision. No one... Leafy... People liked Leafy because it's his content crossed the line a little. It went out there. He went after bigger creators. And he, he stayed edgy. Which I think people would admit they liked his content because he did that. Now, there's an art to not going too far. There's an art to... Like, kind of edging that line. Now, he crossed it one too many times. And I think, like I said, with his size and with his influence, that they probably thought they had to do something. And that, I think, is an understandable choice. And I think uh, that's how I'm going to say. Yes, I am probably going to use this as clickbait. I mean, that's what YouTube is. That's what social media is. Make videos clickable. Because technically I'm telling the truth of everything I think. Um, but moving on from that. One uh, creator that I did want to talk about today is uh, Matthias. And uh, specifically speaking, uh, Matthias Flocks. So, for those who don't know, uh, Matthias is um, a, the CEO of uh, High Five Studios. And uh, High Five Studios uh, is a collection of multiple YouTube channels, a lot of them pretty big. Uh, you have uh, Dope or Nope, which uh, used to be named only Matthias. Uh, that has 7 million subscribers. You have Get Good Gaming, which is around 1.7 million subscribers. Uh, he was a founder of uh, Team Edge, another really popular channel, which has around 7 million subscribers. So basically, you know, he just has created a lot of amazing channels. He also created Battle Universe, which recently got canceled, but that had a lot of subscribers too. Now, I find his content really interesting and intriguing because uh, I find that I kind of want... I relate a little bit with him a lot. Like, I like to see, you know, what he's doing. And he speaks in a way that I find kind of, like, really interesting. And, like, it's, I'm, I'm kind of compatible with uh, his personality and vlog style. Like, I kind of see a little bit of myself in him. So, like, I like his content. I like, I'm also interested in business. So, I'm kind of in, more interested in uh, a lot of these business things that up here in his vlogs. Like, recently, honestly... He gets a little real, and uh, he talks about how right now in his vlogs, like, you know, 
uh, the journey right now is to make uh, uh, High Five Studios profitable because of COVID, which is like a little real, but like in a good vlogs should have a little bit of realism in them. Like people watch vlogs and stuff to see behind the scenes, to see like the real experience. Like that's why vlogs became so successful. And uh, that's interesting to watch and interesting to see. I think like those uh, those vlogs are just like really fun, and I, I really enjoy them. And they also on uh, the other side, uh, they do a bit of skits as well. Like uh, one time, like but they'll do it in, like an office style. So uh, basically, uh, you know, they'll talk and they'll like play a scene or something. They'll, they'll like play a, a clip of the vlog. And then they'll record themselves reacting to it in a skit type way. Like The Office would. And, like, and like they do in reality TV shows. You know, there's like those one-on-ones on like a, a chair or a couch. And uh, those make it kind of like funny and enjoyable. Because you kind of get like, you know, in uh, some videos where like the editor pops in and says something. That's how it feels. And uh, those are enjoyable. So some, what they do is they'll have um, like real vlog with The Office skits kind of like popped in. But others, they'll do it like a, a full, like, skit. Like, one time they did, uh, uh, there's someone named Tanner at, uh, who at five, High Five Studios. You may have seen him on Dope or Dope before. Uh, so they had Tanner be addicted to, like, bang energy drinks. And that was, like, a skit they did. Like, he wasn't actually addicted. But they, like, just placed them, like, all around, like, the studio and made a funny skit about it. He used to do, I think, a lot of more sketch-based com, like, comedy YouTube. But then he kind of moved away from that to unlike boxing until like, till that channel went fully dope or nope. So you kind of get to see a bit of his roots there. But I would say I mainly watch it just to see like his day to day, like to see like what the schedule of someone is like, who like you know fully lives YouTube, which I think that would be the best future. The for this podcast, what I want to do, I want to, like, be able to reveal the everyday life of a YouTuber and get some on. Again, hopefully that, that's a goal for the future, so hopefully we can do that. But, uh, yeah, I find it, like, really interesting to see him, like, go to different shoots. Like, uh, you know, some of the production, you know, like, gathering things here, like, making a business plan. And obviously, like, not all YouTube channels are a company. Obviously. Like, a lot of, like, the gamers... They're not making, setting up shoots and, like, have production teams. But uh, to see uh, this kind of, like, fully running company that is based on YouTube, which is uh, such a kind of new platform that you don't really see a lot of companies, with the exception of esports organizations, that kind of sit in that space. So, it's really interesting to look into, like, a YouTube company and, and like, kind of think of, like, is this the future? You know, there there are a few of them definitely out there that are more produced videos. But uh, it's definitely interesting to look in and be like, I wonder, like, if this will be, like, every day in the future. Like, everybody will be working at a YouTube company. And uh, it's just interesting to see that. I think he has a really good way of explaining stuff. And I, I enjoy to watch him vlog. And that's a, a creator I just, you know, really enjoy. And uh, I always want to bring up those people. 
Uh, who else do I want to talk about? I've been kind of getting back into good mythical morning a little bit. I mean, I talked about mythical kitchen um, a few podcasts ago. If you haven't listened to that podcast, go listen now. So I talked about uh, mythical kitchen a little bit, which uh, you know that all stemmed for uh, good mythical morning. And uh, it's weird. Good mythical morning videos are very like hit or miss for me. Like I like watching all their food videos. I guess you could say I really like the food stuff of Good Mythical Morning because they're so creative and stuff like that, and you never see stuff like that. But it doesn't even have to be stuff that, like, you know, Chef Josh makes or Mythical Kitchen makes that Good Mythical Morning tries. Like, one time they just tried and rated all the Pop-Tarts flavors, which, to me, that's just a kind of interesting, kooky video that I enjoy. And I was like, oh, that's, that's like a fun video. Like, I'll watch that. But then there are other videos where I'll watch and I'll be like, eh, that's not really like me. Like, whenever they play, like, the games or things where they're like, guess what happens after this photo? I'm like, uh, I don't really want to watch that. Like, I could kind of go on a Reddit at home and look at stuff like that. So, I guess I enjoy more of, like, the stuff that you can't really see anywhere else. Like... I'm not going to buy 32 different flavors of Pop-Tarts. That's that's not something that's going to happen for me. <laughs> but I can, like I said, go on a Reddit and look at photos that are moments before disaster. Like That's something that I can do. Uh, yeah. Now, uh, I think I can understand why they need to change it up. Because, I mean, doing Willet videos, like, oh, sorry, I was just clicking on one. Doing Willet videos, like, you know, Willet Milkshake, which I just clicked on, and other things like that, that's going to get really repetitive if you do it every weekday, which they do. You could understand how that could, after a while, add up to be, oh, I don't really want to do this anymore. Can we just try other stuff? But... I mean, as a viewer, that's what I probably enjoy, and uh, I guess you have you still have the freedom to do that. So, uh, you know, that's what I really like enjoy. So I recommend all their Willet videos. I know I feel like everybody has to watch Good and Thick Morning like just once. Like everybody who's been on YouTube, I feel like has stumbled stumbled upon and like clicked on one of the, their videos once. I mean, they have been around for so long that. They've been around the block. Like, you've seen them pop up and you're recommended at least once. You've had to. They're on, like, trending a lot. They're just a staple of the YouTube community. You can't really go onto YouTube without seeing a good Mythical Morning video. Oh, another video that's just reminded me of it. I like when they do a, a mashup menu taste. So, what they do is that they'll compare, like, a, two menus. I like a lot of the food things. Like, this is going to be a recurring theme. I like a lot of the food videos. So what they'll do is they'll take, like, you know, two simu- similar menus, like, you know, two wing wing places, and then they'll, like, they'll compare, like, the dishes. Or I think they did IHOP and Denny's once, and they compared, like, Denny's pancakes to IHOP pancakes and, like, vice versa. And I think those are really interesting because, you know, like, I like watching things, as you can tell, like, from, like, when I brought up, like, Michael Reeves and other things. 
of things I can't do. Like, I watch YouTube for the games I can't play and things I can't do. Like, I am not going to get both menu items from Denny's and IHOP. Like, that's not something that's really possible for me. However, I can go on a Reddit. I keep bringing up the same Reddit. I don't know. They just make a lot of those videos, too. So that's the only example I can think of. So I'm going to... I look at YouTube for places that, like, things that I can't find on a regular basis that's not in my everyday life. Like, I understand, like, from, like, a different perspective than mine, uh, like, makeup YouTubers. Now, everybody can do... Like, every girl can put up, and guy, can put on makeup, right? Everybody can do that, yet not everybody can put on makeup that well. Not everybody has such an expensive palette, or such a wide palette. They're called palettes, right? Like, not everybody has that much stuff. And, like, that skill. So that's why you're going to go, and you're going to watch people do this. You're like, oh my god, I wish I could be that good. I wonder if I can Similar to watching a gaming video. You watch gaming videos because, like, I mean, I'm not good enough to get a nuke in Call of Duty. But I can watch a bunch of YouTubers do it. Like, I can't hit that tomahawk shot across the map. I mean, I'll, I can try after this video. But I'm going to go to the video to watch these crazy things that I can't do. So I think that sometimes, unless you're really, really adding a lot to, like, content like reaction videos... You have to do it in a stand-up comedy like way. Or else that's not really drawing any people in. Like, unless you do it in a stand-up comedy like you're just kind of cracking jokes here and there making the viewer laugh. Or like a sketch way, then I can just do that stuff at home. So why would I watch you do it? If you know what I mean. And I think some YouTubers fall into that trap sometimes. So you kind of got to diversify and do different challenges that may be, like, a little dumb that, like, people can't do at home. And that's, I think, a good way to be a variety YouTuber and stuff like that. And just do stuff that people can't do. Like, another, another, uh, go to Mythical Morning example. Another food one, Jesus, I know. They have a lot of food episodes that's not my fault. A lot of times they try different, uh, dishes from around the world and then throw darts at a dartboard at where they think it is. Now, I can't make or eat all those dishes around the world, so I'm going to watch them do it. That's the type of things. Or if you see pranks, you know what I mean? Like, I don't want to go and go through all the setup of doing this prank, but I'll watch someone else do it. It's all stuff like that. I feel like that's the way to be a variety YouTuber. And uh, I think... That's going to wrap it up for uh, this episode. Uh, Thank you for listening to YouTube with the boys. I'll see you next time. Goodbye.